Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today I've got James Kirkland, formerly of Soccer AM, uh, now of Location Football. Curly, nice yeah. to meet you, mate. Came in and we did a, he did a 1v1 with Joel Domit and wiped took him, him out. Took him out, yeah. Wiped, Proper took him wiped out. Wiped him out. At, at one point, a fan threw up in Fenner's uh, dressing room sink. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a presenter now for Ipswich Town on Town TV. The Croydon kit man is also the mayor of Croydon. Uh, the, one thing, the one thing that did annoy me with the goalies, a good story with Jimmy on a night out. I'm going, I'm going, not a goalie. Don't suppose I could try out, could I? And they went, yes, like you can come and make a video. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. The idea is that, I mean, it sounds so simple, but literally top bin, put in two bins. And then we've created millions and millions of views of people wanting to hit top bin. Where's the driver? He went, over there. He's a little Vauxhall Corsa. And the geezer driving it was this hench, hench old dude. What's happening, everyone? And welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. After last week's incredible episode with Azmir Begovic, I hope you all enjoyed that one. I'm joined by a slightly different guest today and someone I've, I'm really pleased to meet. And we've got uh, quite a lot in common in the content creation world. Uh, today, I've got James Kirkland, formerly of Soccer AM, uh, now of Location Football. Curly, nice yeah. to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you, mate. Thanks for having me on. This is very exciting and uh, loving the set, by the way. Yeah, proper goalie stuff in here. We do a lot of geeky chats in here, but yours, yours doesn't have to be that much. <laughs> Too involved. <laughs> you told me a little bit that you played in goal in, in school. Yeah, so. primary school days down at Richard Whittington in my local area. Yeah, I was actually wearing a pair of those gloves that you've got on the table there with the little mitts and the... They're old school then. I mean, were they actually ever goalie gloves? Like, did people actually wear them? Because, I mean, I know I wore them... Uh, uh, at school but uh yeah my goalkeeping career was short-lived but um yeah i did love making the old hollywood save yeah and you know those balls that they had that weren't footballs they were like netballs they were like we weren't using proper balls we'd have like the really like the bouncy ones yeah the, the, the nine ten panel ones yeah the that's weird it ones. yeah, yeah. They were good them yeah they were good but uh yeah short-lived goalkeeper career but uh yeah yeah we don't have to talk about that right? i want to get straight <laughs> on right i've got a strange nickname curly why curly yeah, so everyone says that to me, like, why curly? Because I don't have curly hair. No. Um, but it's tubes that came up with it. So basically, when you on Soccer AM, you naturally end up 
getting a, a, a nickname. And uh, I sat next to Tubes <laughs> all the time. It was chaotic. But uh, one day he just went Curly Kirtland because my surname. Oh my and I was God. like, well, that, that doesn't really like, I don't know how you've come up with that, but fair enough. Um, and then it stuck like glue. And yeah, it's been my name for 15, well, 16 years at Sky. Yeah, so 16 years maybe, yeah. It's always the ones that you don't, I, I'm Chomp. Cause Chomp? Chomp, yeah. So I got given this nickname in Scotland because <laughs> I sat next to a boy in the dressing room and his nickname was Champ, but he was also from Croydon, where I'm from. Okay. And then they said something to me and I nibbled and they went, you chomped. Ah, uh, you had a bite. And yeah. then obviously I was, I think, 18, 19. I've tried to refuse it. And every time I tried to refuse it, it was like, stop chomping. And then I was chomp. <laughs> and then, uh, so now in football, everybody, even managers call me chomp. They'll like, our gaffer at the time now will call me chomp. He'll do press conferences after the game and go, oh, I thought chomp did this in the game. And you're like, oh, gaffers would call me chomp in an interview. Did they explain what that meant? No. So no, no one's no. ever explained it to the press or anything like Only, that? Only like anyone that listens to this podcast. I've heard <laughs> well, it a no. couple of times. But yeah, like that is... Everybody in football calls me Chomp. It's so strange. Yeah. That, and Are you right like, with that? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but see, like, after about six months, I like I was like, I am Chomp. That was yeah. it. And then you just stop refusing it, and you're like, I now introduce myself in dressing rooms. When you, this is I want to know, as a goalkeeper yourself, when that ball comes into the, no, I don't like, shout Chomp. Do you shout Chomps? No, nah, keepers. They're still keepers. keepers yeah, I, I reckon I would shout <laughs> Chomps. I think more people would understand that me. Would, like Chomps ball, Chomps ball. Yeah, like, like it. it. Yeah, that, so obviously. Uh, Let's uh, crack straight on anyway with uh, location football. Yeah. You're doing a lot of non-league stuff and uh, you, yeah. you're building up a really good following uh, doing your own YouTube channel. Yeah. So me and my friend Scott, um, who worked at Soccer AM for a long time, we set up um, location football, a non-league YouTube channel, um, just highlighting the wonderful things that go on in non-league. Weird and wonderful. Weird and wonderful things. But most importantly about the people that are involved in non-league, um, like... Into, relating it to a goalkeeper, I was at Croydon versus uh, Hawley in the FA Cup. Uh, before the game started, the Hawley goalkeeper had a pint uh, just by the side of the goal and he had a quick swig of the pint uh, beforehand. Um, it was a 12.30 kickoff, so they were absolutely buzzing. But yeah, location football on YouTube. Um, he had a sip of a pint yeah, before a 12.30 before kickoff. Before a 12.30 kickoff. So it was an early start it's five anyway. o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere, yeah. But um, he was a great lad, great, great personality. But yeah, so it started with a blank bit of paper during what, COVID. Man, mad how long ago that was. Um, me and my mate just snowballing ideas of what we wanted to do. We like to travel. We love non-league football. I grew up in Bishop's Dortford. They've been a very good sort of semi-professional football team for a long time. National League South, they're in the North now, which is mental considering they're near Stansted. And then we just wanted to take what we'd learned at Sky Sports, Soccer AM, and create entertaining videos that highlights the people involved in it and the football and the games. And then come up with what we've been good at over the years, like initiative ideas, content creation, whilst we're at football matches. So we'll get the players at half time to do a bit of like a two touch challenge, or we do crossbars or just putting everything we've learned from Sky and then chucking it into non-league. And it's been really, really fun. And the responses from all the clubs in non-league are brilliant. They're very welcoming. I bet they love that interaction because yeah. they don't get the coverage that no. the higher profile teams get. So for someone to go around covering it and, highlighting the good people yeah uh, the, the fan base even if it is a, a few people or yeah. a few hundred people yeah and also the, the the players and stuff like that it's great exposure for some of them yeah i think it doesn't matter how big you are in terms of where your content creation is because like our 
our channel's nearly at 4,000 subscribers. We've had some videos that do really well, 25,000 for us, the bunch of amateurs one that we did at Dorkin. And then you get some that don't do as well, but the players love it. Like I feel like you, I'm always respectful and I've, I've been at training grounds at Man City and Arsenal where like it's strict, but I sort of carry that into non-league because at the end of the day, these players are still, they're, they're still playing. They've still got a job to do. But like, again, I'll use that example just because it's fresh. I was at uh, the Hawley uh, AFC Croydon one. Croydon famously are now owned by Stormzy, yeah. Danny Young and uh, Wilfred Zahar. So as the players come out for their warm-up, I was like, "You're uh, to the to the Croydon players, what's your go-to power trap before a game? And, I got, and then it's like a really quick bit of content yeah. of the players going, oh, I listen to Dave, I listen to Sprinter. And then one, one of them's doing like rapping. Like, and it, it's just brilliant. I think the more you can showcase these personalities, the more engaged it is for the viewer. Yeah, obviously the Dorkin one, the manager. Mark White, yeah. what a man. What a guy. He Obviously we played against him twice last yeah. year. Yeah, how did you find it? He's a enjoyable character, <laughs> but very bizarre. It's hard to yeah. put into words. Like I think during one of our games, he was chatting up a bird behind the bench and like, cause he got distracted, but then he would slate the defenders in the next yeah. breath. And I our game away at him, I think he subbed off two defenders and one got injured and came off and he just criticized like the, and we scored five, I think. And he was just battering them. And yeah. then after the game, he went straight down the pub with the Wrexham fan base and just bought them all drinks. Mm. Like, Who he doesn't does like that? goalies. Do you know that? Yeah. He doesn't like goalies. No he one heard. likes goalies. No manager <laughs> likes goalies. He doesn't like goalies. But Dorkin have been brilliant for us because, again, I know a few people down there just loosely. And um, they, I mean, they're National League now. So I asked, could I go down there? And they let me on the pitch. So it's not just the the teams that are like step six, seven or Ithmian League or National League South. National League teams are like, yeah, come down. Yeah, we've seen what you do. We really enjoy it. You're only there to be a positive output. I'm very respectful that I won't get in the player's way. I'll only do as much as you say I can do. And like even Bromley, Bromley let me go on the pitch um, during during their game. I can't remember they play. I can't remember, but they just signed a new shirt deal. Their kit was inspired by famous uh, singer with the painting on his face. Sting. Is it Sting? David Bowie. David Bowie, that's it. Yeah, so David, but they had a new David Bowie-inspired kit, and they were like, can you come down and create a video on that? And I was like, yeah, can, yeah. yeah. Of course yeah. I can, yeah. So it, I do pinch myself quite a lot when, I mean, I get really excited, but you can tell I get really excited about non-league. So I don't, I'd rather be on a pitch at Bromley making a video than sitting in the stands watching a Premier League game. It's also a lot less regulated. You don't have to ask for permissions. You yeah. use the footage of the games, yeah. and yeah. you can get access all uh, areas yeah. can't you yeah oh yeah i'm in the changing room before or as the, even when the players come out i'll always ask someone like do you mind if i get quick whiz around the changing room and there'll always be someone in there there might be a kit man that's been there for 30 years i think there was one game that i was at and the kit man had, was the old kit man at wimbledon during the crazy gang days wow and he was like hanging out with vinnie jones and he told me a story about the vinnie jones pranking him and doing things like that so the beauty of non-league is that when you go to these grounds, you can literally turn anywhere and then there's someone with a story. It might be, this guy's been here since I mean, 1950s and now he's the, the team man or the manager's an ex-pro. Like, you know, Leroy Lee is still knocking around at Nuneaton, I yeah. believe. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so much fun and I want to try and do my bit and keep building, building non-league football. I mean, you know, you were at Wrexham yep. in the National League last year and that's absolutely balmy. But um, what's going on there? And, and it's great. I love it. Like we were saying before off air, like if everyone can win in these situations and like if the club look good, we can make the content we want, people at home enjoy it, then what's the harm? Yeah. You've also found a, a huge niche as well, haven't you? You've you know, found that 
no one else does that sort of exposure. Obviously, you get the the some fans will do their own vlogs of games yeah. and that, but it's just not the same to the access that you're getting and mm. what you're showing. You're showing that the the kit man's the groundsman and he also makes breakfast for the yeah. lads. Yeah. Well, the one again, only because it was at the weekend. The Croydon kit man is also the mayor of Croydon. <laughs> I mean, how do how do you yeah. work that out? He's the mayor of Croydon on a Saturday. He's the kit man. He's washing lads' sloggies yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. He's washing the dads. He says. You know, I put them in the washing machine. The lads are a nightmare, cutting off things. And then I went, so what's your real job? And he was like, oh, I'm the mayor of Croydon. Just slipped it in. And I was like, that's all, That's what it's about. And like you say, like, again, we spoke off air about the vlog style videos. There's so many people doing it and it's brilliant and everyone can do that. But I've got no interest in going to the yellow wall at Borussia Dortmund. I'd rather go to a fourth tier German side that have yeah. got nothing and there's a story there and there's this. And I like... I've nothing against people making those vlogs. It's just not my style yeah, yeah. from what I've been through at Soccer AM and presenting all the online content for them. It'd be really weird if I then went, hello, everyone, welcome to this. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if I can take what I've learned, you know, people do the crossbar challenge. That Soccer AM did that. We're doing that donkeys years ago. And they, that style of content, I can put that into non-league and hopefully everyone sort of enjoys it and keeps keeps coming back to it and then we can uh, see where it takes it's us. just a lot more realistic you'll, you'll get a lot more natural interactions with fans and that because yeah. it's just real isn't it it's yeah it's the sort of stuff that they're not seeing they're watching match of the day but then they're also getting a taste of a location football yeah. and going oh my god like roger yeah. johnson's a manager still and, and i've been to see him and, and i've been to see him, see him and yeah. then six games later he got the boot yeah exactly um, yeah. but he had a team of um stephen ward as well was there kevin foley yeah kevin foley yeah. so like i went there and i was like this non-league team is managed by a trio of Premier League players. And then Roger showed me around his office. Yeah. This is what I like to do here. And this is this, this is the print, this is, this is the tactics board. We do. And then Kev got involved and told me his bits and Stephen as well. And like that, that to me is really interesting. Um, and like I say, there's so many clubs that have got that, that they don't get the exposure that these clubs need. And you know, from the forefront of being at Wrexham is like social media is massive, massive, yeah. massive. And, and I guess why clubs let me in as well and let me do what I do is because they're not doing it. If a guy's going to, I'm interested in your club and I'm not just doing it because I think I'm going to get loads of views. There'll be clubs that I go to and I know that it's not going to get hundreds of thousands of views or 10,000 yeah. views. Might only get a thousand or, but I enjoy it and I enjoy it. And if you're enjoying it, that's the, that's the hard part. Isn't it? To do, you, make, do you think a lot of the non-league clubs have seen what Under the Radar and SE Dons have done and went, we could try and be part of that. Let's have a little taste of it. And especially like location football, yeah. it's like the perfect example of like, let's dip our toe into it, yeah. see what it happens, and then we'll take it from there. I've had, I won't name them. I've had one club that have said, no, we don't want you to do it. Or no, I was doing it. They said I could do it, but the gaffer wasn't too impressed that I was doing it. But old school mentality, which is cool, which is fine. Yeah. But the way I see it is like, I'm promoting your club. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not there to go, look how crap this is. Look how bad that is. I'm here to go, this is brilliant. Look at this, look at that. Um, and the football's not bad either. Like part, The football for me is sort of like, not irrelevant, but it's like not the main part of my video because you can see clips and goals and stuff online all the time. It's like, again, finding those stories, finding those niches. But every other club has been like, thank you so much. Thank you. you know, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate anything you can do. Chesant, a team near me, that I've been to a few times uh, home and away. I messaged them and uh, saw online, this is the beauty of non-league. They were doing open trials for 30 quid. Now that caused a lot of a storm online because it was people were going, why they got to pay 30 quid 
why have they got to do that? What does that get you? And then other people are going, well, if you're good enough, if you want to play, bear in mind they were National League but South. But it's nothing to risk. So, to risk. If you, if you think you're good enough, then 30 quid. And if you get picked, you get your 30 quid back. Yeah. So I like cheekily messaged the club and was like, don't suppose I could try out, could I? And they went, yes, like you can come and make a video. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. And then I, I went down there hoping to get some minutes. And uh, yeah, well, I'll let people watch it, but it didn't go too too bad. It didn't go too well, let's put it that way. But again, they didn't have to do that. No, it's an insight of what a non-league trial looks like. There was a lot of players there that probably maybe not so much like me when I was a player, thought they were probably better than what they were and then didn't get anywhere. But there was a couple of little gems in there. I was yeah. like, oh, he's good. And then I look out for him further down the line. So it's just that inclusivity in non-league is, is is beautiful. Has anything surprised you or shocked you from the non-league standard compared to like obviously other levels? There's, yes, yeah. National league level. Um, and I spoke to Josh Wright about this at Ebbs Fleet. I know that money talks, right? Because they've got a bit of money. Yeah. They've got money. Um, but... The level between National League and League Two, certainly for like like yourselves last year, Notts County and the big teams yep. in there is not that. He called it a mini League Three. Yep. And then if you go lower, like if you go lower down, Dorkin aren't at that level. Yep. But then you go further down, and I was like, the National League South's really good, really good. You've got some really good teams, and then the top half, if me and Prem, are the teams that are just like, ah. But money talks, yep. right? There's a, a you know, and you hear it in non-league, they'd be like. Players dropping down a level because it's gone to not two fifty a game. It's like five hundred. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's hard to turn down. See, I guess, see like those lower levels tend to have one or two higher paid players. Yeah, and the rest are of a standard. Yeah, expenses only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, but the higher up the leagues you go, that can't happen. No. Like obviously you do have one or two high profile strikers that score all the goals, but the yeah. gap isn't massive. But mm. when you go down that low, yeah. it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it can. Yeah, you do. I've seen strikers that are turning out for like... Averley's a good one. Averley, they were in the Ithmian Prem. They've just got promoted to the Ithmian, uh, National League South. Never been there before, but they did back-to-back -back promotions. So they're coming from below that. And I know they were paying a few players some some good money. But yeah, like, yeah, you don't get that down there. I've been to some games that are awful, but both teams have been terrible yeah, and, yeah. and it's fine. But they've been to some games where you're like, oh, okay, you're... Like haven't on Waterlooville when I went because we sponsored one of the players there, the striker Mo Fowl. They're full time. They were full time in the National League South, wow. and I was like, "What are they paying?" Well, I was like, "What are they paying to do that?" So then you're they're naturally going to be better, better than, than any team. They train every yeah, day. They train every day. I mean, they didn't go up. They didn't get promoted. But yeah, like there's the the levels vary, but the National League and top half of some National League South and North. There's some huge teams in there and. Yeah, hopefully they can compete. I love the story of Dawkins. Brilliant, yeah. like, and I hope they can survive again. Yeah, even the, the, their own TV show is incredible. Mm. Watching, yeah, isn't it? Rich Pippin doing absolute scenes because he was at Sky as well. He was used to be at Sky and then branched out and done that. But I've been to a couple of Dawkins games and I'll big him up massively because what if you saw what he was doing at these games? It's him. When I first met him, it was just him and someone else, I think. But now there was like him plus another three. And the kit they've got. There's about 12 GoPros on there's, the go. There's 12 GoPros on the go. There's five cameras. Someone's doing this. Someone's doing that. Unbelievable. That guy deserves everything that he's getting in that documentary. And it should be. I mean, that is elite level. If you saw that on Amazon or Netflix or wherever you stream your stuff, you would be like, "That is. what's the budget on that? And then 
find out he's editing it on his own. He's editing on it. And you see that timeline and I'm like, my eyes are going like, that is a long edit. That's a, long, a lot yeah. of work. That. Trust me. I know it like, Editing videos can take time, but the editing a documentary like that, 12 cameras, how can he it all possibly up. turn around two games in a week? Uh, he's got one hell of a schedule. So, obviously, there are a few games behind, aren't they? So, he was doing that, but man, I don't know. He must have some of the biggest hard drives I've ever seen to put all that content on there. But it's brilliant. And look, and look what that's done for non league. His viral clips from Mark White in the early days, and that's and they're, they're much bigger than what we do, but. That was the story. That's I saw that on TikTok and I was like, I want to go to a Dorking game now. If that's me who's got an interest in non-league football, there's been hundreds of fans that are like, oh yeah, and now look at the narrative in the National League. It's like, he gives it back to the fans. They give it back. It's quality. It's, it's really good. But then he then will interact with the fans yeah. and go down the pub with them. And and he buys them all around. Yeah. I even saw it at uh, South End, I think recently. They always put a tweet out, right? Any traveling away fans? These are the three pubs that we've put a little bit of money behind the bar. Grab yourself a beer. I mean, you would never get that it's at any other yeah. level. It is incredible. And I know he's probably got a few quid and that, but he's putting it back into the. Yeah. That that team, like 19 promotions, I think it is, 19 wins. They were playing down like the park against like the dog and duck on a su Sunday, and now they're in the National it's, League. It's actually mental. It's quality. Yeah, and right. that, that is what I love about a non league. All right. Uh, make sure you go and check it. Uh, oh, location yes, football do. on location YouTube. Football. Make sure you subscribe. Hopefully you subscribe to our channel, but make sure you yeah, location football on YouTube. Uh, right, I've got a couple of quick fire questions here. Go for it. Some of them might be a bit goalie themed. That's, That's fine. fine. Right, catch or parry? Catch. Yeah? yeah? Why? Well, surely it's better to catch. Not in a soccer around car park. It's parry all day. Camera saves, no? Oh, so I th thought you wanted me to be yeah. like a proper goalie. Yeah, let's oh. do it as a proper goalie. If I've goal. been a proper goalie, surely it's better to catch, right? right? Perfect, yeah. yeah. Favourite goalkeeper kit colour? Oh, favorite goalkeeper kit color, uh, green. Arsenal. Oh, David yeah. Seaman. Yeah, has to be like yeah. the emerald green. Yeah, yeah, love that kit as well. Right, play out from the back or kick it long. Play out from the back. Yeah, yeah. Keep it sexy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, right. Uh, who's your favorite ever goalkeeper? My favorite ever goalkeeper. I've 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 got to go. Oh, so I'm an Arsenal fan. So I've seen some good goalkeepers. And I've seen some bad ones. David Seaman was the reason I supported Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin met him in an Indian restaurant and that was it. Yeah. yeah I didn't even meet him, but that was the story. That's, yeah. the, that's as yeah. close as you've come. Yeah. That's as close as you've come. Who's the really bad one? Well, Arsenal. <laughs> Take your pick. I mean, we've had some dodgy ones, haven't we? Well, I, think, I think a few of them have been got a bad time at Arsenal, but end up unbelievable goalies. Yeah. Arsenal fans hated Fabianski. What a career he's had. Yeah. Arsenal fans he, hated Chesney. I didn't mind Chesney. Almunia weren't bet. I tell great. you what, Almunia in training was the best goalkeeper I've ever wow. seen. I trained with him, him and Jens, and he was Almunia in training was the best goal I've ever what seen. What was Jens like? Because he just looks crazy. Um, German. German. Keep it at that. Yeah. Like just a, so disciplined. If like I'd serve him on like warm ups and stuff, and if I miss a target, he'd want to like kill you. He'd be like, "How are you working me if you're missing the target?" Like <laughs> he was so to the point and. But I loved his like his mindset. He was just a winner. He was just walked around winning. Yeah, he was like puffed out his chest, yeah. made himself look bigger. And I loved his mentality. Who was the goalie? Do you remember the one at Arsenal? Blondair. Just after it was like just after Seaman, like, Kurt, like Alex Meninga. Alex Meninga. Oh, what a goalie! He made one of the best Alex saves ever. Alex Meninga didn't he? in that yellow yeah. JVC kit. Yeah, you go. Yeah, Alex Meninga. Yeah, because when I had a brief stint in goal, I would like down the park be like Alex Meninga yeah yeah he made that around. big spring block save yeah he? that's it the, the striped sleeves yeah that's the it kit? Yeah, yeah I remember that kit yeah. I wore that kit as a kid yeah nice right um, match of the day or Sky Sports News 
Oh, I keep a born and bred Sky Sports yeah, news. Nice. You have yeah. to, I had to stitch you up with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was like, oh, how do I say this? All right, long sleeve shirts or short sleeve? Short sleeve. World Cup or Champions League? World Cup. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Who's the best goalie in the world right now? Who's the best goalie in the world right now? Edison. Right. And then last one, right? If you, the last minute of a game, you've got to save a penalty to win it or you're going up for a corner and you're scoring. What, what are you doing? What would I rather yeah. do? See, my heart's telling me run up the other end and score because that's so unique. And not many goalies can say they've done that. I mean, I'm on that. Label. Have you ever been tempted to go up? And I've do gone that? up and then I've given away a foul, <laughs> and we've scored, and it got given can I a foul. When that you do go up, why do it? Why does the ball always go to the goalie? I think it's just people want it to go to the goalie. It's it's like a it's David like, Blaine. Like, it's like everyone's going go to the goal. You're the least experienced player, outfield player on that pitch. We seem like the most always, carnage. Yeah, you do. You do. They go up there. They yeah, look. They yeah. look ready for it. They look like they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah, they're like, yeah. God, I ain't been up here before. Like, but you're also desperate for them to make an 80 yard sprint back. <laughs> yeah. Every goal that goes up, you are going. I hope this gets cleared. Yeah. And he's got to run. Like, an did idiot. you have that in your locker to get back in time? Uh, it depends on how far away it was. Uh, I remember I got in a foot race once and just gave away a foul about the halfway line yeah. and just called it a day. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that was That's it. That's a cool foul. Right, uh, let's go on to Soccer AM then. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, and talk about, uh, obviously, to be part of a show for 16 years mm. must have been one of the best experiences. Mate, it was the best experience of my life. It was my life. It For 16 years, it, it took over. Uh, you didn't, Soccer AM wasn't just a nine to five. Soccer AM became 24-7 to a degree because you were constantly watching football. And I remember growing up as a kid, like most people, I'm 35 now. So when I, me and my little brother, my older brother, sorry, me and my older brother, it would be on. We'd come down, we'd sit there for three hours and we wouldn't move and we'd watch it. Same, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was watching it. All my mates were watching it. It was everyone's Saturday morning football, uh, football show before either going and play football or going to watch the football. And um, I, I actually, how I ended up working at Soccer AM was because I was watching one of the shows and you know they did the office webcam yeah. and it'd be like some sort of made up story, <laughs> but it was always quite funny. And they said, oh, our work experience lad this week did this, this, it. And I went, you can do work experience at Soccer AM? No way. I literally, that morning, must have been 16, 17, went upstairs to my PC, like fired it up, made sure no one was on the phone so I could use the internet, <laughs> found an email address at Sky and just went, it was so generic. Like it was like, 
inquiries at skysports.com. And I just went, hi, my name is James and I would like to do work experience. Start going blah, 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 send. Um, and then I went out to my mate's house and came back and I had an email reply within like four hours. Like, yep, cool. You can come work at, no uh, no, come work at Sky Sports uh, work experience. Traveled up to uh, Osterley where it is on the day, Monday, put a suit on. What an idiot. <laughs> like you don't turn up to that in a suit. Not soccer. <laughs> Not soccer. Yeah. So I turned up with like suit on, shirt on. I didn't like wearing school shoes, but I, I had my shoes on and I got picked up. They take you to this room and they're like, who do you support? And I was like, oh, Arsenal. I'm like, okay, cool. Can you watch this game? It's Arsenal Tottenham. This was just Sky generic. Watch Arsenal Tottenham. Log how many shots there are, goals and all that sort of stuff. I was there for hours just spooling through this game. And I was like, oh, this is this is dull. This is. And then I was like, um, can I can I do soccer AM? I was like, I was hoping to do soccer AM. They were like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, we'll 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 see. I went home and I was like, Dad, I'm not going back in tomorrow, man. This isn't happening. And he went, look, son, just go in one more time. If you don't like it, come home. I went in on the Tuesday. And I said, can I do soccer? And they went, yeah, yeah, cool. You know, they don't work Mondays, which is why you didn't do it yesterday. And I went, oh, I didn't know that, no. So I was like, thank God I came in. No way. And like, the doors opened. They brought me down. And then at the back, there was Tim. Please tell me you walked straight out of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the back of the tunnel. Like that. I was like, oh my God. But like, we, we, it was such a cool place to work. We had our own building, essentially. And there was all these chairs. And at the back, you had Fenners. Then you had Tim Lovejoy. Then you had Sheephead. Um... You had all of them, all of the gang, Tubes, Rocket, all that lot. And I was like, oh, I've got to watch these guys every day. Just watch the dance Saturdays. off. Just watch, I was like, oh, look at all this. And then like the guy introduced me and was like, this is uh, James, your work experience. They went, oh, mate, right? Yeah, boom. They were like working like away like hard. And then did the week's work experience and loved it and just said to the guy that was doing all the props and stuff, like, mate, if you need a hand on Saturday, I'll drive in. And I did. I, I drove in every Saturday for about nine months, getting up at 4.30, traveling an hour and a half, getting there, working for free. What, and just what, going. what was you working? Was you just the tea boy? Tea boy, yeah, teas, yeah. props. I would make um, before every Oh, you must know show. how they all took their coffee. Yeah, how to take their coffee. Uh, I'd make the chocolate selection box for Tim and Helen. Um, basically, I'd used to go up to the canteen and break Kit Kats, Yorkies, no. uh, Mars bars, Maltesers, and put them all into a little box and then provide them to them. Yeah. What they don't know. Yeah. So there, were, the, there's so much that goes on. Props, all the costumes, the moustaches, the wigs, everything had to be meticulous. And it was like... The running order would it have was, been a it joke. Was, yeah. uh, it was scary when I was... Because I didn't, I wasn't part of the team in the early days. Like when I was there for the last year of um, of Tim, like I wasn't, I was a young lad. So I wasn't like, oh, mate, how you doing? I would be like, oh my God, hi, hi. Yep, it's Tim. Tim, don't say anything. Just, just sit there and like, oh. So I used to just get on with it yeah. and help help my mate Steve Sutcliffe out, who was like swamped. But the hours we worked, they worked. And then when it all changed and um, changing the guard and everything like that, um, I was already in good stead to like we need. They were like, we need more people. You've been doing this for ages. So the the, the note there, kids, is like work hard and you have to get go, the rewards. Yeah. Have a go and just go for it, and then it, that puts you in good stead. But um, it's credit to you that you put yourself out of that comfort zone and just yeah. like, I'll, I'll email them. Just yeah. try it. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. at the end of your... People don't do that these days. <laughs> I bet that work experience was a tough week, by uh, the way, considering yeah. we, you've had no background no, in it the was, industry it was hard. All. Yeah, it was like... I'd done a few things before, but like nothing to this scale of like, we need... We need... It wouldn't be like a fireman's costume. It'd be like, we need a 1970s 
doctor's outfit with working table and and lights and things that like it was a proper proper outfit and i was like oh this is this is a lot would that be just getting thrown together during the week and then so you when had you to make sure joined, by saturday that was there you might get so after my work experience and i got the job i then came in as effectively as the t-boy but also it was called props and people so you'd be, if someone had an idea and they're like we we need to go and we need x y and z we need to build this studio you'd like you've got till friday to do it or saturday to do it we need a costume we need like that was it you yeah. were you'd get in for nine what i would do is i would i would travel from where i lived in essex hour and a half to get in but i'd leave at five i'd get there for just after quarter past six sleep in my car i had a duvet sleep in my car with a pillow till nine or well, like quarter two quickly go and have a shower start work at nine and then sometimes you wouldn't finish till 10 11 and then on a Friday, you would be like in from nine and then sometimes you'd not finish till three, four to that point where you'd be like, well, I might as well sleep in, sleep in the props cupboard. Yeah. yeah and I slept well in there stay, plenty yeah. of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Inflatable crocodiles were like a double bed for me. And I sleep on there and then you get up six, start doing it. And it might be stuff that you've not, you're spray painting things. You're making the Battenberg costume. Trev used to wear the referee outfit <laughs> with the cake. Costume with the cake. Class. I made that. That's what I made. No way. Yeah. And that, and that Surely they've let you keep that one. Ah, uh, they broke like so many times. But you would literally go to the videotape place, and there's a video box that you'd split and then get the foam, print it off. Madness. The amount of things that we had to make, but you did it. There was no like, you'd get given a list of things to do, and you'd be like, how the hell am I going to get all that done? But once you've got some experience, you were like, that's going to be a lot of hard work, but I will get it done. I will get, I have to, I have to, get, have that to done. get it done. Yeah. No matter what, oh, that's getting done. Otherwise you're going to get a rollicking uh, or it's going to be your fault. And that's another thing that with Soccer M on everyone on that team, it meant absolutely everything that if you made a mistake, you were like, a bit like in football, down. you'd be like, I can't believe it. You go home that day, you go, I can't believe it. It's like scoring an own goal or something. You're like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it happened got that spelling wrong or I got this this I didn't get the right Is that, it eat you up did it feel more like a family then 100% because obviously yeah. like you're talking about some of the friendships yeah. that you've still got from yeah. the show and that but like yeah. the way that it looked from the outside and even the way you tell the story like those friendships are families like yeah. it is no one ever left like it took a lot for someone to leave and that's because it was so good it was hard work you'd work long hours but you were having the most fun ever doing it and with people that you really enjoyed which is why like at the end of it the shortest amount of time someone had been there, we took someone on about a year and a half ago to take that into consideration. But the next one after that, 11 years, been there, 12 years, 14, 15. But yeah, absolute family because that person, like that person would bail you out and help you out. And like Tubes, who's one of my best mates, um, like we've helped each other out in so many different ways through life because we spent so many days and hours together it it didn't just become a show. You were then like, you were doing life together. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've, I've had problems in things in the past. He's obviously had his problems and he'd help me out and support me. And, and then, yeah, like you, you're on this journey together with everyone and you're all fighting for the same thing. And you spend so much time together. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, football. Like, yeah, it, it, it's the best, it's the next best thing to being a footballer. Like, we the way spend I look at so it. many hours in a dressing room, in a gym together, yeah. eating lunch together, eating breakfast together, traveling on away days together. Like yeah. we spend more time than uh, some of the lads will spend with their own families. Like, yeah. I see the lads every day. I don't see my mum and dad every day. You know what I mean? So we are a family yeah. in a dressing room. 
But what's weird is when someone does leave, they're just that's it, they've gone. Yeah. And then you've got a new family or yeah, you're part a new of a member. New... Yeah. Yeah. So we had a few that um left like when Rocket left, that was quite a, a big one because obviously he was a he was a great lad, but wanted obviously got to his point where he wanted to do more on screen stuff or whatever he wanted to do, he had different aspirations and he and he left and that was and then a lot of the old ones, sort of like Chris left as well, went to Chelsea and then more recently, Stu and that went to Brentford and now he's the head of content creating at Brentford and he's the match day host presenter. So like everyone that's left has always gone on and done something really cool afterwards as well. But like that family of like the, the tight knit of everything and me and I'd go on a lot of tube shoots as well. So I'd go and help him out and do them, which is great. Like, there's you like, just uh, surely you cracked up behind. Oh man, we, you do. You have such a laugh. Like you do have a laugh and we're just like, and you throw Jimmy Bullard into the mix as well, like big kids. We're like big kids. It's that football changing room banter that we never got to experience in a, an official changing room, but we definitely experienced it at Soccer M. It was class, mate. It was, it was, and I've said, I've said to you off camera before, and it's not until I've come out of that environment that I'm like, I'm not lost, but I'm like, I haven't got that. And it's quite a big culture yeah, yeah. shock because we left. Uh, we normally we finished at the end of the season on like May 27th this year and then we'd off the holidays were the best bit like eight weeks holiday like it was a footballer it was a footballer we were a footballer just not very good at football (laughs) and not the same wage but um, we'd finish football uh, we'd finish the season have a real good laugh on 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 the end of season do boom we'd all disappear for our holidays and that's fine and then you come back pre-season July, start having a little couple of meetings, having a bit, of, having a few coffees. Yeah, we'll go shoot that. We'll do this. We'll go that. But I didn't get it this year. Like, I didn't have it. Obviously, I'm grateful that I've got other opportunities. But you're like, oh my god, like I haven't seen the boys, or yeah. you miss it. Yeah, of and course. Like I'm lucky enough that I've got now gig at Ipswich. But you, you know, that void um, that I've had for 16 years until I've stepped out of it. I'm now like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize what I. Had. I did realize I was always grateful for working at Soccer M, but like I've said, it's like it's like tra- training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, shoot day on a Wednesday, editing Thursday, Friday, game day on a Saturday. The show's done. You're knackered. You sleep on the Sunday. Your Monday, you're watching some football and that, and then Tuesday, you're back in the fold again. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that was that for sixteen that cycle, years. Yeah, it's like leaving school again. Yeah, and you're going, oh, what yeah. am I doing now? What, yeah. what's next for me? Yeah, I didn't get very good grades at school either. So <laughs> <laughs> it feels the same. Fair enough. Uh, right, obviously uh, your role within Soccer AM changed loads. Yeah. Uh, I know I'd spoke to you, oh, it must have been about six months ago, about coming on and trying to do one of the shooting drills and stuff. Yeah. And we've been talking since then. But yeah, you did a lot of the bookings and stuff. I did loads, man. Like, I can come away from that show going, I took every opportunity that I could to develop. And to the point at the end where presenting all the online digital content um, I couldn't do, there was nothing more for me to achieve unless they moved me on inside Sky. But going back to you saying about the bookings, yeah, I was responsible for booking the goalkeepers as one of my many jobs. It wasn't the hardest job in the world, but it was one that I, that I did for about five years and getting different personalities on the show um, was brilliant. I was inundated with emails I can imagine uh, that, yeah. of people going, can I, can I be the goalie? Um, or oh, my mate Gary's really good. He plays, he plays for you know, Tim Pot Rovers on a Sunday. And he's like, oh, he's a great character. Good on a night out. And you're like, I'd love to get you on, mate. But I, it's it, doesn't, suitable, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. We've had, uh, obviously, hashtag Jacko on yeah, here. We've had Big great. G and Big yeah, John on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So like, we've had some of the characters yeah. and some of their stories yeah. are incredible. Yeah. But like, obviously, some the calibre of keepers varies as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and, the, and 
don't get me wrong, the Twitter the Twitter patrol will tell you if the goalie's crap. Um, I've had that quite a lot. But yeah, we were looking for like, we were being inclusive. We were being diverse. We wanted a whole mix of goalkeepers. We wanted female goalies. We wanted older goalie, younger goalie, whatever. we, whatever. It didn't matter. And I put out, who's the best goalie on YouTube? And that's when people quickly let me know that it was Big G. And I was like, who's this Big G character then? So then I watched him and I was like, okay, that's Big G. And then he came in for the first show and, I don't know whether he said this on 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 your podcast, but he um he nearly got booted out after For punching. Well, he nearly got um I was I, I was because it was it was all on me, but like I didn't know these people yet, uh, and I have got good relationships with all the goalies now. Um, but when I when it was the first one, I was like, look, YouTube has told me and Twitter that Big G is a great character, and I've watched his stuff. He is he's a bit of a pantomime villain, but he's good and he's massive and he's a good goalie. Get him in. He came in. And we did. A, he did a one v one with Joel Domit, and wiped took him, out. him out. Yeah, wiped, proper took him wiped out. Wiped him out to the point where everyone was like, "Oh my god, what's he done?" I, I remember watching that live, and I've watched it a million oh. times since. Everybody just stops. Yeah, they're like not sure what to do. And luckily, Joel Domit just jumps up. Yeah, he goes, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was absolute carnage. But then everyone looked at me and was like, "What are you, do- what are you doing? Why have you not told him?" And I was like, "I have." I've said, just be a goalkeeper. Don't worry about going mad. And then he, oh, we've got it. Up oh, here. you got it on the screen there. Look, it's one of the, he, is it not the most competitive person you've ever met as well? Yeah, he's look. Look, there's no need. The ball's gone. Wet surface. Look, Jimmy's going. Calm down. And there he is. <laughs> Gelda, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, took it like a champ. To be fair, yeah, he did. And then afterwards, I was just like, so as soon as we were off camera, I was like, mate, you can't do that. We like the personality. We like the fact that you're. This this goal and we like anything for the Dons. We love all that, but you cannot wipe out wipe out guests because if that gets an injury, then then like you're done as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then he reined it in a bit, and it was all a bit tentative. <laughs> it's like he came back, and then he was until right. Eubanks Junior came on. Yeah, yeah, he did it a few. T- he still did it a couple of more times, but um, yeah, Big John, Big G, um. Great Ibby from the Bay T yeah, squad. Course, yeah. I like to think that I've had it, and they've told me this themselves. I'm not just big. They, the exposure they got from being involved in that, certainly like Big G, Big John, Ibby, hashtag Jacker, who was already a, a name for himself. Those guys have been so appreciative of what the show has brought to them. And again, I I was sort of aware that it's good for them as well, but obviously I was mainly thinking about Soccer AM, Soccer AM. But yeah, it's nice that we can help out people and go give them a platform and. Uh, the one thing, the one thing that did annoy me with the goalies, and that every single one of them, I I would probably say, maybe by a couple. Don't say we moaned about something. No, nah, no. Nah. The, the show would finish. Can I get that save? Can I get that? Can I get that save, please, mate? Can I get that save? And people think that I've just got a computer. That I just go, yeah, no, worries, mate. I'll just get that for you right this second. There you go. And I go, there you go, mate. It's like, and also like what they forgot is like, it's like full time. It's like full time. Like you've just finished a game, and then someone comes up to you going. Mark, is it all right if I, can I just get that thing off you that you like, I know you've just finished work and everything, but I need that thing and you have to go back to the training ground. Can, to can get, you hang around for another hour? Have, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, mate. But to be fair, like, uh, that big had, job that must was, have been the worst at that. I know uh, that's a fact. No, uh, they were all, they were, they, those three, Big John, big, they just knew, and in the end, they just started ripping it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's just rip it if you want. Yeah. I haven't got the time to be able to go and find it all and clip it all. Because like, it, 
the process was, I won't bore you with it, but it was boring and it's long and it takes ages and I wanted to go home. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me about any of the goalies that you've mentioned. Like, yeah. We're all the same. No, the they're great lads. Though. All of them, brilliant. What about the fan interactions with like, obviously you, you have the the John Blissett's down. Uh, yeah. The Luther Blissett's down back down. in the day. Yeah. And then like the top bins and stuff. Yeah. The pressure gets to the fans big time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it doesn't help that the fact that half of them have been on a night out beforehand. Yeah. That, in the early days, um, when it was obviously still the loop of Blissett, there is some absolutely belting ones. It's it's the northern lads, to be honest, because they, it's a day out. Like, if you were in the M, inside the M25 or just like a bit outside, we'd get you down on the day. So Misha would book them a car, six lads, they would get excited and come down. But if you're up north, Newcastle, certainly, they come down the night before. And in the end, we <laughs> we had to start purposely booking late trains because if they got there too early, like be on they'd be on the it all whole day. Time, yeah. And there was one set of fans I will not. <laughs> there's two sets of fans. One of them, Newcastle, they came down and our, the train got them in at uh, like five to midnight at London Euston. So we're like, perfect. They can just get in a cab and then they'll be home. They went to Egg. They went to Egg nightclub from Euston. With the and bags. With whatever, their kit bags, whatever they had, and then partied till God knows what hour. And then they came in the next morning, we were like, oh, wow, okay, that's a lot to deal with. Steaming, you could smell it on, on them. And I think, I, I don't want to call out Leicester, but I think it might have been a Leicester fan, or at, at, at one point, a fan threw up in Fenner's, uh dressing room sink. <laughs> and uh, like... And the worst thing for them as well is a bit like in here, they've got studio lights, but at the studios, it was like, boom, there's about 20 hot, of them hot at times. And imagine if you're like night out afterwards and you're like whoosh, whoosh, steaming. But again, that was the beauty of Soccer AM. Um, obviously that got tightened up right towards the end, but like getting the fans involved, it was a, it was a show for the people. It was a show for the fans. We wanted people to come down and enjoy the experience we were never like unless it was really really bad like you can't go up like but like nine times out of ten they were actually all right um but people loved it people loved it again you'd get email after email sifting through like we need six leicester fans brum, 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 oh, I bet you had yeah yeah that was that was a tough job in the early like when i was a lot young about 10 years ago i had to do that and you're like oh my god and then you have to veto and it was it's not just like oh yeah they'll do it was Hey, how you doing? What's nice to meet you. What, you know, how long have you been a Leicester fan? What's been going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and again, even to the fans, we didn't want. And this is Fenners's. Fenners is absolutely brilliant, by the way. And it's how he elevated that show from where we were. But he's like, every minute of that show is produced and presented to a T. Like, no, there's no stone unturned. Things would slip through, and go, whatever, it's live TV. But even the fans, let's make sure they're the right people. Let's make sure you know they're not just like anybody and, yeah, yeah, yeah anybody yeah, that's yeah. just gone yeah I'll, yeah chuck on a Leicester shirt and I'll be a Leicester fan and you'd have to veto them and you'd have to go yeah cool good personality good character sound like a good group of lads mixed groups as well all good all welcomed and um yeah that was and that was a challenge in itself and then they turn up in the day and some of the younger lads that were doing it were like oh no are they all right they're right and they're like yes they're good they're good fans and then the volley in the top bins just goes off. A genius idea is that. I mean, it sounds so simple, but literally top bin, put in two bins, and then we've created millions and millions of views of people wanting to hit top bins. And anyone that comes on the show, you can't not have a go at doing it. Yeah, you want to do it, don't you? You want to do it. Even the celebrities. The, the celebrities, the they want players. to do it. Yeah. The pro players, the boxers who are absolutely dreadful at football, 
Storms even had a go at it, trying to hit it. Like, man, I miss it. It's such a good place, and it's like that's such a friendly atmosphere. We have about fifty, about fifty to eighty audience, more towards eighty, that would come and stand. It's not seats; it's stand and watch the show. But they'd all want to be there. Like, how cool is that? And again, relate to football. Standing in a car park while people just shot at one goal. Goal, and people just like love being a part of it. And yeah, like the. They'd, they'd stay right to the end. Even when I was doing all the extra bits of content um, for YouTube, present stuff, they'd all get involved. And yeah, it was a show for the people. It was a show for the people. Jimmy Bullard would have helped a lot of those drills. Ah, oh. yeah. Oh, actually, actually, no, he, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> on the day, on the day of like, he did in the beginning, we asked him to get involved and he, like, he'd come up with, he had a bit called um, Sunday League Hack, which was basically in the beginning, Jimmy teaching us some basic things about football that we didn't know. And he did one about throw-ins, which we were like, what? And it, we were mind blown. It was just, he went through this routine of how to take the perfect throw-in and like, because it all just gets wasted and how your foot should be like that. And we were like, wow, this geezer's levels in terms. And then he did produce some absolute magic throughout the years, but he's such a top, top bloke. Yeah. Like he'll do, he looks after you and he look out for you. Um, people think he's just like this nutty guy. I mean, he is a he nutty is guy. guy. He yeah. is that guy, but he's also very smart, very intelligent. Um, very business savvy, like he knows what he's doing, but he's just absolutely brilliant. A good value on a night out as well. Yeah, yeah. So a good story with Jimmy on a night out. Um, so I get on with Jimmy like House on Fire. We clicked straight away. My kind of guy, like good laugh. And back, oh God, when was it? When he first joined? I can't remember. Me and Dev, who's brilliant, we had to drive to Preston. So we were doing a drill at Preston and we had to drive. So we drove from London. I took me five hours to get there with Jimmy in a car and in that, that, in it, that in itself is an experience. Just a he's giant like child. A kid, like a child. Like, he'll fall asleep, he'll wake up, he'll wiggle the steering wheel, he'll go, wah, wah, put your fingers in your ears and you're like, oh God. So I drove there and drove back and on the way back, bless him, he went, lads, do you want to come to my birthday party? Like, do you want to come to my birthday? I'm doing a night out um, down in Beckenham where he's from. Um, Zingana's or whatever it is, Zingara's. And uh, I was like, me and Dev like, yeah, 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 all right, mate. And then like, we're like, we might do it. We might not. And then like the week of the birthday, he was like, you're coming, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. Like, you're you coming. Come, you're yeah. coming. You've said you're coming. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I got home and then he rung me and went, you're still coming, aren't you? And I was like, well, I've got to go now. So I turned up to this thing. He turns up. He's like royalty walking through this nightclub. Well, it's not a nightclub. It's more of a bar. Everyone's there to see him. Everyone's just there. He is the local celebrity. He is the man, the man of the people want to see. And uh, he then talks to you, like talks to him for about like 10 minutes. Then he just like goes and disappears and speaks around. So me and Dev having a drink. He goes, Kels, we're going to another bar. Got a driver picking us up. And I was like, quality. Oh, I was like, that's nice. Oh, this driver this, picking this us up. Do, oh, this yeah. would do us. Nice. Where are we going? And then we come out. And uh, I was like, where's the driver? He went, over there. He's in a little Vauxhall Corsa. And the geezer driving it was this hench, hench old dude. I went, nah. And he went, yeah, that's it. Driver taking us to the next place. And I went, okay. I said, Jim, you know, there's six of us. Where am I? What am I going to go? He goes, the boot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. No, no, you're in the boot. I went, no, but I'm bigger than you. And he went, you're in the boot. They took me in the back of this car. I probably shouldn't say it, but anyway, it's funny. In this boot, I was in the boot of this car for about five minutes down the road. And I was just like, carnage, carnage. He's calmed down a bit now, but like, he just disappears and he just goes, he's brilliant. I'd love it if he literally took you on a five minute drive and took and you straight me back and just dropped me out and got me out. But then what, what, what I didn't understand was the guy in the, the other passenger seat, he didn't even know. 
just some guy that just come along just with like, him like, met him like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh yeah, this is Tony. He's been, yeah. I was like, why is he not in the boot? Like, why am I in the boot? He'd have loved to have been in <laughs> the boot. And then he'd just come through the gap and he'd go, you right in there, curls? You right, mate? Not far now. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, we shouldn't have done it. Don't go in boots of cars if you're watching. It's not smart or clever, but we had no other option. It was a good time, though. Yeah. Right, uh, I'm going to do our quiz now of goalie or no goalie. I gave a little brief before. Yeah, I so, like it. Right, it's five international goalkeepers that were in their past squad. Right. Out of five non-international. So okay. five random so people. So current goalkeepers. Yes, yeah, current goalies. Oh. So it's, they're actually in their international squads. In the setup. Okay, right, okay. Really so it's one point for each correct answer. I'm going to do a scoreboard. Oh, wow, you've got a scoreboard. Got a little scoreboard. Is, there a, is this... Do you always use a scoreboard? Yeah, I can't count on my fingers while I'm doing a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't. So, uh, but, 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 but That's nice. Is there a score to beat? Yeah, uh, so we have got a 10 out of 10. We've also, I think the worst so far is a 3 out of 10. So. All right, so I need to beat that. You could just say As goalie. As a non-goalkeeper expert. You could say goalie for everyone and get five. But yeah, that's, that's not, not fun, the name is it? Of the that's, game, yeah. That really so, flattens the idea. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can head over to YouTube and check out our channel uh, right. and find our leaderboard. But yeah. You ready? Yeah, I'm up for it. It's a good laugh. Yeah. It's a stitch up. Okay, no worries. Okay, cool. Right. Number one, Maury Diaw. Maury Diaw. Maury Diaw is a goalkeeper. He is a goalie. Yeah. He's Senegal and Clermont goalkeeper. Yeah, there he is up there. Yeah, he's flying. Great start. Great start. Right, should we stop there? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. One. One out of one. <laughs> right, number two, Michael Amari Owu. Michael Amari Owu. Goalkeeper. Stormzy, not a goalie, mate. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was with him at the weekend. Yeah, that's why I've just chucked, I've literally chucked that. that in on purpose because uh, you were just with him, so. Yeah. But he, oh, big Mike, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a wound up. But like, you did say it was a stitch up, and that is an A, number, a class stitch up. Number three, Tyler Tony. Tyler Tony. Tyler Tony. Now, it sounds like it shouldn't be a goalkeeper. So, this is part of the game because it does shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, which means I'll say it is a goalie. Tyler Tony is a goalie. He's not a goalie. It is uh, one of the creators oh, from the, Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect. It's one of my favourite YouTube channels. Yeah, he's yeah. big dog him. They've just started sponsoring Burnley. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, they're actually, I think they're a co-owner. Yeah, have you watched the documentary on Burnley? No, not yet. Is it good? Get on that, man. Yeah? Yeah, because they're owned... Um, I didn't realise who they were owned by, like uh, an American group, um, a consortium or yeah, whatever you call it. Yeah. But like... It's proper. Like, it's proper. It's on Sky, I believe. I'm going to get on that. Yeah, I want to watch the Tyson Fury one. That's what oh, I'm actually going to watch tonight. Binged it. It's yeah. quality. Good, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. I'll get on the Burnley one next then. Yeah. Right. Number four, Max Crocombe. Max Crocombe. Goalkeeper. He is a goalie. Yeah. He is at Burton. He's a New Zealand goalkeeper. Oh. He was at Grimsby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you might have actually been to a game that he's probably played no, in. No, not yet. I've not been to Grimsby when they're... Uh, in the National League. I no, don't know if I'll, Lloyd would have took you. Well, he, funny enough, um, me and Lloyd are going to... Lloyd's taking me to a game at some point this season to get the full Grimsby experience, fish and chips before. And so chips, I'm going to yeah, do yeah. that, yeah, because I know he loves Grimsby and I've got the mug. Yeah, big Lloyd. He was a good goalkeeper. He was a good goalkeeper. More of a shot stopper, not mm. of a distribution. He's quite agile. Yeah, yeah, very agile. Yeah, yeah. The cat, we called yeah, him. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. Number five, Stuart Camp. Stuart Camp. No relation to Lee Camp. Might be. Could be his brother. Not, not a goalie. You say not a goalie? No. He is not a goalie. Yes. He is uh, your employer's 
manager. Ed Sheeran's manager. Oh, wait. That's confused the me. I was like, that is not the guy that employed <laughs> me at Ipswich. But no. okay, right. Got that. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Obviously, he owns Ipswich. So a little tie in there for you. Yeah. Nice. I like what you've done there. That is free, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That is quality. Right. Number six, Walter Benitez. Hmm. What a game this is. Walter Benitez. Not a goalie. He is a goalie. <laughs> he is Argentina and PSV Eindhoven goalkeeper. Is he the number one? No, no he's third choice. Third choice. Yeah, he's not Argentina's number one, is he? Uh, no. Certain like Martinez that. at Aston Villa yeah. that won the World Cup. Yeah, that's it. goalkeeper knowledge. Yeah. Walter Benitez. Yeah, good on him. Yeah. 1993. Sounds like a good footballer though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just called you through in the Benitez bit where you didn't ask his actual name, but I thought like, oh, that could be like... A tricky one. Yeah. But, you know. Right. Number seven, Russ Williams. Russ Williams. Is he a manager? I'm going, I'm going not a goalie. He's not a goalie. goalie. Is it who I think it is? No, he is the <laughs> first ever presenter wow. of Soccer AM. Who's the Will? Who's I thinking of? I was thinking of the Notts County manager. What's he? Is he Williams? Lee Williams? Yes. Yeah, is yeah. Yeah, I think I think he coached me. Was he at Arsenal? I don't know. That. Um, Might be someone else. Yeah, maybe it could be. That's where my mind went. Oh well, yeah. I didn't actually never meet that guy. I know. That's why I thought. Yeah. I don't know if you because you're same age or similar age to me. I'm a year yeah. older than you. I was like, I don't remember him. I was no. like, Defo Chuck a soccer M one in. Yeah, I mean, what what happened to him? He only did a year. There's Luke, oh, Luke, Luke Williams. Williams. Of course, there it you is. go. There we go. Thanks for that, Ben. Yeah, nice. Ben's <laughs> on help. fire with that. It's like. <laughs> Google search guru, isn't yeah, he? He's on Quick. Four. Yeah, it's good that. Right, right. so I'm on four. four. Nice. Four. Number eight, Number Tom eight. Glover. Everything screams that he should be a goalkeeper, shouldn't he? If you're called Tom Glover. But I don't think he's a goalie. You're saying no goalie? No goalie? goalie. He is a goalie. He's Australia, a Middlesbrough goalkeeper. God, you can see I don't watch enough EFL football. Yeah, Glover. It's like, a great well, name for a goalie. I did think that, but then I thought you'd throw that in there. I'm, uh, you're in my head, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like part of this... Um, I told you. It, it's the it's nature of the game. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, it's, it's a stitch-up. It's, it's a stitch-up, but, it, you know... Right. Yeah, Tom Glover. Number nice. nine, then. Carlos Alcaraz. It's a goalie. He's not a goalie. No, He's not a goalie. Carlos he is the world number, number one, one tennis, tennis player. player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your head. Oh, you're in. So I'm like, I've heard that name. Yeah. I know that it's name. Carlos, how stupid do I look yeah. there? Uh, that is a double fault, isn't yeah. it? That is all <laughs> nice. Well yeah, played. Yeah. Carlos Alcaraz. I was like, yeah, that is it. I know it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so annoyed. That's annoying, isn't it? And I've watched the, the Wimbledon final and everything. Yeah. Damn. Damn. It could be a goalie's name. It, it sounds could, like a but great it's not. He's a, the best tennis player in the world at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> right, last one then. Let's see if we can get to five. Number 10, Cohen Castiles. Cohen Castiles is a goalkeeper. He is a goalie. Yes. He is Belgium and Wolfsburg a yeah. goalkeeper. Five out of 10. Yeah. Told you, just guess goalie for <laughs> No, but then how boring. If I went goalie. Goalie. Yeah, you kill my goalie. quiz, mate. You absolutely yeah. kill the game, yeah. And I and the one answer that I said there was so much conviction was Carlos Alcaraz. And you know it. And I know he's like, that's not a goalie. He's but. a good tennis player, though. Yeah, very good tennis player. 
Very good, Teddy. That is a great quiz. Yeah. I like what you've done there. Yeah, good play on words. It yeah, is a stitch up. Good. Works out well. Five you've out done, of ten. You've done, you've done your research yeah. as well. The little links there is nice. Yeah. I do it with everyone. I normally like search their like Instagram who you're following and find yeah. out a bit more about oh, you. Oh, God. Am I following anyone interesting yeah. or not? Pretty boring. I'm not allowed to say, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things that are questionable. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no, no. Right. Uh, I want to get onto a bit of content creation. Yeah, love uh, it. Because you've got a real passion for this. I'm really starting to get into this world and I, I really want to do a lot more sort of this sort yeah. of stuff. Where did you find your passion in this? Or just oh. being asked to do a job and then you find that you no, like it? No, not at all, mate. Not at all. Um, the, I guess when growing up on Soccer AM, that, Soccer AM was content creation, creating content weekly, coming up with ideas. You were challenged. You'd be in a meeting. What have you got? What have you got? What have you got? And certainly in the early years, no idea was off limits. So you were challenging yourself to go and you, it was play on words. It was niche stuff. It was, but in the early days, like before Fenners came back, you pretty much had free range to go, I've got an idea. This is what it is. And they'll go, go and do it. Do it. Yeah. And then you'll get some that are good. Some that are excellent. Some that are terrible. And some that don't even make, make it left on the editing floor. We used to say, so that's when it started, but I probably wasn't in the right frame of mind in terms of where I was in my development to be able to come up with that stuff. I did later on in the years, come up with li little things like the, the camouflage t-shirts that we used to wear. Like the play on, soccer game was play on words a lot. And that's what a lot of the content that we created was. And then when it all sort of changed and I had a bit more, a bit more experience under my belt, I would then get involved. Watch, I was watching YouTube videos. I was do, doing like everyone does these days. And, um, throwing ideas at, to soccer am and and one week you'd get one in so you'd be writing a sketch you'd be doing whatever you'd go and film it it'd be hilarious or it'd be it'd be naff whatever um and then in at soccer am i was sort of then I, I was heavily into the the youtube scene and i sort of found that's where my niche was i didn't want when when it came to presenting stuff i did a few things on the show early in the early years then i went more behind the scenes and learned that trade of things so when I felt comfortable enough and confident enough, I was like, that's, that's where I belong. I, I took, and it took me 30, well, 30 years, but I've, I'm 35 now. So yeah, I've been doing content creating for Soccer AM. It was for like five, six years. So it wasn't until 29 where I found that, that ah, that's what I want to do. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's where I sit. I don't necessarily at that stage want to sit and present Soccer AM. Might change now if it was about, because I've got more experience. But back then it was like, no, nah, that's it. So then I would pitch ideas um, and Soccer AM was a really small team. So to do anything extra, and probably people may not have realized this, anyone that's watched the YouTube videos that I've created for Soccer AM, that was extracurricular work for me. Yeah. That wasn't, they didn't, I didn't get paid more. I, it was more of my time, it was more effort, but that's why I'm sitting here today being able to like, and I've massed over 30, 40 million. I've, I've worked it out. Um, I've got, I did all the spreadsheet and stuff. You know well, every day. I've got to know every day. I've got, I can't be off the top of my head now, but uh, million, millions, tens of millions of views across different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. And uh, that's where my passion was. So then I would pitch ideas that you would probably see nowadays on, on YouTube. Can Matty Cash beat two goalkeepers? I've got Big G in goal, Big John in goal, Matty Cash, Premier League footballer, and Jimmy Bullard. And, I, and I'd produce, present, and edit that idea. All in like my working yeah, week yeah. as extracurricular. Wow. Mad. Um, and then I was just coming up with more and more stuff. And then I'd do the short form stuff where I'd be like the Soccer AM 10 Shot Challenge. And I got little JR who does all the running stuff on TikTok. Quality lad. He came on. I got 5 million. I think it's 5 million of views. Millions of views for that one. 
And then there would be another idea. And it was just like a constant wheel of just coming up with different ideas, different ideas. And it would change like like we all know social media does. One minute, the 10 shot challenge is doing really well. And then people want something else. They want... Someone else know, is doing it. Yeah, someone else yeah, doing yeah, it or yeah, they yeah. want something else. So, And I had the perfect platform to experiment and do things with on Soccer AM's YouTube channel. And yeah, there'd be people prefer kicking footballs. Um, but for me to hone my skills, I then was interviewing footballers. I was creating content. I was going out on the road and doing it as well. So my passion started there. And then as soon as I took that into location football as well, I had free reign to do whatever I want. I could I could create, come up with an idea and I'll, I'll sit there and I'll go, what like, because you see like everyone does now, it was like the big, big YouTube channel was like, like Max Fosh and people like that who are cooking Indian takeaways yeah. in a volcano. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. again, that's not me. But there's so many great ideas out there. And that's the beauty of creating content is you can literally just go and do it. And that would be my advice to everyone. And that's what just have a go. advice I got fed down to me. Just have a go. Yeah, have yeah. a go. If you've got an idea. Are you self-taught then? Yeah. The everything self and everything. Yeah. Because I'm just about, I've literally just finished my journalism degree as this goes out. Wow. So like I've done a degree in journalism broadcasting over the last two years. It's been tough trying to juggle football, podcast, hey, and then play. that. But like, I've absolutely loved diving into yeah. something totally different out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I can tell from speaking to you, I met you for the first time today. We've spoken a bit on on, on Instagram and stuff, but like you're passionate about it. Yeah. If you're passionate about something, you've got half a chance. Yeah, yeah. You can't be, um, and what I found a lot with people that I've met in coming into the sort of industry as a young 19-year-old, like 20-year-old, whatever, we'd have, if we'd have work experience, they want to go from there to there really quickly and they don't want to do the bit in the middle. That's the hardest bit. And that's the hardest bit. That, that Yeah, so I... I learned everything at Soccer AM and I took every opportunity I could. I was the one that said, I want to learn I want to learn how to edit so I can create content for Sky. And they went, two people can do a Premier Pro course at Sky in-house. So me and another guy did it. I then fired up my laptop and then boom, I was away. And then I just started learning and learning and learning. And then, yeah, you, I like to think that hard work pays off in the end and don't get me wrong there has been times where I felt so low in doing what I was doing because I was burning out and I'd burn out and then I'd break down and I'd be like why is why is it not clicking for me and I, I guess that comes back to leaving Sky and realizing what you've done when you're in that bubble and you're like I'm working so hard like I say extracurricular to do on top of a mad mad week yeah yeah so when people have Mondays off I go right I've got a day to edit the, the next Soccer AM YouTube video. And then I'd see it, I'd go, half a million views. Yes, nice. But in I reflection now, when you're looking back at those days, it must be an incredible achievement. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I actually give and myself the, a lot more credit now. The mad thing is, and I've heard people say it before, it's like, I feel like now I'm only just getting started again. And it sounds really corny and cliche, but it's like, I found out what I like to think that I'm good at. I've took five years, six years, honing those skills on the best TV show that I think's ever existed in terms of the sport and entertainment, built a built a pro a semi like people. I'm not, I'm not getting hassled when I'm walking down the street every night, but if I go to a game or go there, people will know from Soccer AM. So I built a bit of a profile in that sense that people enjoy the content that we create, and yeah, worked my absolute nuts off to try and make something of it. And then coming out of it, you're seeing people appreciate it. Like with the job at Ipswich, straight away they called me up and like, come in, we've got a we're doing this, we're doing big things at the club. And then I go into those places and go, oh, wicked, this is awesome. And I can also help. I've got this bit, and so. that, I think that's part of the attraction in terms of what they may have seen in me. They're like, we love your stuff. We love what you do. We want to bring that to Ipswich, but we just, 
you know, not we're just starting out. So bear with us. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, I can help in loads of aspects, not just on screen. I can do off screen stuff. But they but only brought you in originally as a presenter. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a presenter now for Ipswich Town on Town TV, uh, an in-house show that they do build up to their games home and away. Um, did the first ever live show uh, on the first, what game did they play? Who did we play? Stoke at home. Matt Holland, Darren Ambrose, legends coming in, chatting football, absolute pros. And they're building. They're, they're, they're having a go. They're having, like, that's they're, it. They started they're, off they're really started well off. this season. They had a great year last year. Flying, mate. Yeah. You can actually... And I'm not just saying this. I've, but I went to that ground, Portman Road, for the first time inside it. And then the, you, the buzz around the place. The pitch is unbelievable. And I know you've probably played on some great ones. But for me, I'm like... That's unbelievable. And then they've got like the blue turf around the outside. It looks mint. Everything's been done. They're spending money on it. They're, and the buzz around the fans and just being involved at a football club has sort of given me back that feeling I got of a Saturday morning at Soccer AM. Get to be a fan. It's cool. Get to be a well. fan. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. Are you now on your days off, like following what Ipswich are doing? Yeah. Because you're like, well, I've got to stay in the know. I've got to yeah, know everything I, that's going on. I, like, like I said to you earlier, when you like, digging up some of the Ipswich stuff and things that you've looked at mine. I have to, yeah. I have to treat that. I can't, I, it's quite, well, it's not sad, but it tells you what my lifestyle is at the minute. When I got announced the job, I was like, I need to learn every player's name. Yep. Yeah, I, was you, like, I need to, I can't, I don't care if you're the fourth choice goalie or the first choice goalie. I need to know. So what I did, um, I went on the website and I would look at the first four and I go, right, Christian Walton, Vaz Haladki, yeah. uh, Kieran Slicker, yeah. And then I'd go down, then I'd go down the name, Dominic Ball, and then we've got Genoa Danassian. And I learned all the players' names as well as I could yep. and test myself. And now I'm confident now that if they walk past, I can go, oh, cool. That's uh, Nathan Broadhead. Yeah, oh, yeah. fair oh, play. You yes. need, but you need to know that because you'll get found out quicker if you yeah. don't. Yeah, and people know that I've joined Ipswich. They know that I haven't, I'm not an Ipswich fan. The other presenter is. Yep. I am now an adopted Ipswich fan. Don't get me the other wrong. One, Alfie Indra. Alfie Indra, what a great lad he is. <laughs> He's so guy. good. Yeah, but yeah, is. so so I've I've really bought into it, and I'll put the same effort and energy into Ipswich Town as I did at Soccer AM, and I'd like to think that could only benefit everyone at the football club. But it's quality, mate. I love it. I can't complain. No, brilliant. Uh, right, finally, before we finish, right, I just want to ask you about your own football career yourself. Uh, I normally like to do a little bit of background yeah. of. So what was your introduction to playing football? You said you, me you mentioned about a little bit about playing in goal. Yeah. So my introduction to football, um, like most kids would have just been as a youngster playing with friends down the field, down the park, pretending to be footballers that we weren't like Zidane, Perlo and all that. Um, I actually was pretty good. I was pretty decent. I went to a few holiday camps and things like that, then got picked up and did a Leighton Orient thing. And then I got picked up and did another thing. Um, so that was I was I was involved at Leighton Orient, not in the centre of excellence. I was the one below, so it probably wasn't that good. But that was like eight, nine years old, and then it really sort of kicked on for me um, as a teenager. I didn't get into sixth form at school, um, and I went and did a BTEC at Cambridge Regional College, sports science, like one of the easiest yeah. courses you could ever do in terms. And I wasn't a smart kid. I don't get me wrong. I mean, I didn't get into sixth form, but I went there and I quickly became the cleverest kid. But what was good is I got into the Cambridge City um, Academy. So Cambridge City, who are a non-league outfit now, but uh, uh, they ran it as an academy. So I was a essentially a footballer. In terms, I trained Monday morning, education in the afternoon, Tuesday morning, education, Wednesday, game day, Thursday, recovery, Friday, education, followed by football training in the afternoon, Saturday, football match. Um, so I played for Cambridge City uh, as, a, as a scholar for... 
two years, I think it was, my time there. Uh, in the end, got put out on loan to Mildenhall that all the youngsters did. So we were playing for like Mildenhall, I think it was reserves or something like that. But there was about 20 of us uh, in the squad and then they just pick and choose. And if you're in the first team, we're Cambridge City, cool. Um, but yeah, so I played played there, um, did well. Um, the one thing for me is like, I'm, never, I'm not going to be someone who goes, ah, oh, slip through the net. And I didn't slip through the net. Like, I was never in the net, <laughs> but I thought that I was good. I really wanted to be good, but um, confidence. Yeah, Confidence was probably the big thing that I took into most things, even like presenting at first, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then once the more you do it, the more practice. So that'd be my, I wish I trained, I, pr I wish I practiced more in the garden, did all that stuff that you need just to have a chance, a small chance. Um, but did that, that was class, Cambridge City, and then came down and then at 18, was playing for Bishop Stortford, like reserves, like it was a young, still a youngster. It was a shambles around there, to be honest, because it wasn't really a reserves team. Um, and then I played Saturday football for Takeley in the, I think it was the Essex Senior League down there. So, but then I got a job and then I got the offer job at Soccer AM and yes, then I was trying to the juggle. the next best thing to football. It was the next best thing. I had to go, well, I'm not going to be a professional footballer, but can I still play Saturday? Because I was I'm decent and I enjoyed it. And then, um, so I got the job. So I do nine till 12, well, 6 a.m. till 12, Soccer AM, drive to where I'm back in Essex and Heathrow, hour and a half, South End, you could be anywhere, do the traveling, play the game, would be okay. And I was like, knackered. And then I'd play on a Sunday. And the time I knew that my, why I jacked it in completely because I couldn't do it because I was juggling it. When I was younger and I was like 16, 17, playing Sunday league football, the ref always used to go to me. He's like, mate, why are you playing at this level? You're so much better than Sunday league. I went, yeah, I'm just getting some minutes in. I was at Cambridge City. I was like, I'm just getting minutes in, da, 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 da. And then like four years later, five years later, the same ref's going, what happened to you, mate? Like, what, 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 big drop off, innit? And I was like, <laughs> I've got to go. Thanks, yeah. I've got to face. But I played Sunday League football with my mates and it became a social thing and just being around the boys. We had a really good group of players at uh, Manuden, quality, quality. And it was just more about the social and having a lot. We won loads. We won like quadruple on that, but it means nothing compared to like what you've won in your career. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was my that was my footballing journey. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Right. Well, that unfortunately that's all we've got time oh, for. Mate. Curly, you've been an unbelievable guest. No, thank you, man. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for reaching out and, and getting me on. It's uh it's nice to be involved. No, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I need to say a massive shout out to our sponsors, uh Me Too Red Light Company and also Forged Irish Stout. Uh Huge thanks to them. They help with the podcast grow as well. So uh, this has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with Curly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Mark Howard. Take care. Make sure you subscribe to both channels as well, by the way. Take care, guys. Bye. What a save from Mark Howard. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.